Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to yet another episode of the Good Life Radio Podcast. Thursday, the 31st day of July, 2014, in beautiful New York City. The phone number, as always, 607-203-5330. First off, a few people have commented on the lack of music to start the show. Well, since I moved to the village, I have zero idea how to link the songs to be played. So I guess I'll work on that for the upcoming shows. Uh, obviously, uh, obviously, my podcast is based solely around sports, with occasional guests from Lock Abroad coming on and joining me. I think I had three or four people from the show on that show. And speaking of Lock Abroad, around two hours ago, two of my best friends, Kenny Otea and Jonathan Altamirano and I, we booked a trip to Iceland for September 10th. So most likely they'll be on the show soon about being Lock Abroad. Uh, today's guest has to do with sports, but he's not a professional athlete like we're used to. He's involved in sports, obviously, as the author of the newly released book, Ultimate Football Road Trip, the 2014 edition. I downloaded it on my Kindle, and it was, really was like a great read. Uh, how many of us sports fans dream about driving around the country in a car and visiting every single stadium in the NFL? Well, today's guest lived that dream. Without further ado, sports fanatic and author, Sean McDonald. What's up, Sean? Thank you for giving me a few minutes of your time, man. Hey, Mike. How are you doing? What's going on, bro? Thank you again. Okay, obviously, you can describe your book better than I could. I gave a quick gist about it, how you traveled the country. Just give everyone listening a summary of your book, and what made you decide to write it? Well, Mike, last year, I, uh, as you mentioned, took a trip to uh, NFL Stadium. I spent four months on the road uh, and you know, saw all 32 stadiums as well as uh, three playoff games and then the Super Bowl. And I wanted to... Keep a, keep a record of that somehow, but I didn't want it to be just simply a, a diary of my trip. So what I ended up doing is I took the 2014 schedule when it was released, and I planned another trip. Uh, and what I've done in the book is I've essentially taken the reader from uh, through every city in the NFL and given them tips on such things as hotels, uh, the stadium, how to get tickets, bars, uh, and attractions in the city, and also planned out a route. So, for example, starting in Seattle with the season opener on September 4th, you would then uh, move on to Denver and then, say, Indianapolis, uh, that sort of thing. So it's more of a what you can do. Uh, think of a dream about it, almost like a fantasy book, a uh, fantasy road trip book uh, based on the 2014 schedule. And we'll get more into the book in a second. Has the book sales, have they exceeded expectation? How, like, how are sales doing? Do, like, do you get record of when the book sells? How are you doing with the book? Uh, so far, we haven't really done any promotion. I, I'm just starting promotion now. So uh, as far as I know, we, we've sold uh, less than 100 copies. Uh, okay, oh, really? So I was one of the first copies to read it then. Now, yeah. what made you decide to write the book? Obviously, we're going to get into it while reading your book. You love traveling. You love sports. What gave you the idea, let me write a book to help all these other sports fanatics out? Well, I think there's a few baseball road trip books. Baseball is quite, quite a bit easier than NFL. Uh, and I wanted to sort of find a a different niche, so to speak. So the NFL trip was one way to do that. It's, it's the most difficult trip. There's 17 weeks, 32 teams. The schedule really has to work out, which it did in my case. And again, at the end of that, I didn't want to just you know, go over my experiences. Yeah, I went here, I went there. I wanted to give the reader something that they can anticipate, that they can sort of dream about themselves. Uh, this trip is not that difficult. It just requires a bit of time and a bit of money. And I think from reading uh, my book, readers will start to have the idea that they can do this themselves. And it doesn't all have to be in one season. It could be over three, four, five seasons. But eventually you get to every, every NFL stadium. My book gives you a guide on how to do that. Now, sure, it's funny you said that because we have a mutual friend, Eddie Pele, and 
He was telling me about your book. And I, I'll be honest, I don't know you. So I thought it was going to be a boring book. I thought it was going to be you basically showing off on how awesome this is, how you're going to Green Bay, to L.A. So I started the book completely different from what I thought. And the funny part of it is halfway through the book, you feel like you're traveling with you. And it sucks because I want to know more of your stories with it. Now, when you were on the trip, did you keep a journal with you? Is that like your intention you knew you were going to write a book? Because you gave detailed description of bars and hotels restaurants, fans, and tailgates. Were you keeping like a journal while you were doing your travels? Uh, somewhat, yeah. I have my own blog, and I was writing on there, and, and certainly uh, I was writing for Stadium Journey, another site. Uh, but most of that was just you know, memory, uh, going from memory, uh, using um, you know, just the emails that I kept you know, from the, the hotel reservations and stuff like that. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so a lot of it, it was, you know, for four months, it was just so intense that I really couldn't really forget anything. If you know what I mean. I mean, every you know, every day was just so different, uh, and, and except well, some of the driving days might have been the same, but certainly, you know, whenever I was in a new city, it was just an incredible experience, and you know, the adrenaline really never let up. So it wasn't that hard to remember. Now I bet you get this all the time because when I was reading it and when I was telling people about the book, do you have a real job? Because that's what everyone's saying. How the hell mm-hmm. is this guy just traveling? Because how expensive is it? Do you have a regular job? Well, I do now. I just started a new job this week to pay for the next trip, but. Uh, I was living in Asia for several years, and I had saved up quite a bit of money. And then my wife and I moved back to North America, uh, and it happened that we left Asia in August, and the NFL season starts in September. So I didn't have a job to go to, so there was no better time than the present, so to speak. And that's why I was able to take that trip. Uh, but yeah, I'm currently working now, and then planning on a, another trip in the future. Now, did many publishers turn you down? Did you listen? I'm a sports fanatic. I was excited to read your book. Do, like you go to this, you give this platform for a book, and mm. thought, do a lot of publishers turn you down, or you had to offer right away? I, well, I had a, a publisher in mind from the beginning that does work with Stadium Journey, so I didn't shop it around. Uh, there really wasn't enough time. I didn't finish the book till basically June 1st. It took me about a month, uh, month to write uh, after the schedule came out. And uh, I wanted to get it out there. The book is only available in ebook form for this season. Uh, it's available mm-hmm. on Amazon and, and iTunes, and uh, it, it's mainly because of the, the limited content. It really is, you know, once the season's over, there won't be uh, as much interest in the book. Uh, one of the uh, examples is that there's uh, new stadiums in Minnesota and San Francisco that I did not obviously get to last year. I went to the Metrodome and Candlestick Park instead. So this year I'm going to visit those stadiums and update the book for next year as well. Now, how much research goes into you mapping out a schedule for your trip? Because you mentioned a few minutes ago, baseball is different. They're playing, you know, three-game series. You can go anywhere you want. You actually, in the book, took you, like, I think one trip you went from Florida to New York, and you explained why you did it. How much research goes into you planning out a map to go to every single game, every single stadium? It's, it's quite, well, I pretty much have all of the stadium distances <laughs> memorized by now. Uh, but I, I'd say it took about probably about a week or two from when the schedule was released to where I had a plan that I could actually execute. Um, and that was, you know, like, it's, it's, you know, you have to print out the schedule and you have to move, you, know, you get each team name on a sticky note, and you move it around the schedule trying to, you know, minimize your driving. The whole point is really to minimize your driving and to try and see as many good games as you can. Uh, you know, you want to you see some, you know, you, you, you know the, the better teams if you can on the road. Uh, and it's say about two weeks, and then it just, uh, um, you know, once that was done, it was just a matter of booking hotels, uh, making sure you could get an affordable hotel, that sort of thing. And all of that took probably another month or so. Now, 
at the end of the book, you rank all your NFL stadiums. Uh, two, this is a two-part question. One, tell me something that you didn't write in the book, something cool and interesting that you left out of the book. And you did a great job. Like, for example, you, Jacksonville owes you money because the way you describe the renovations they're doing with the cabanas catering to fantasy football, that was probably – you made me want to go watch a game in Jacksonville next year mm-hmm. or whenever it's set up because that's different. Anything else of, like, interesting or unique though, from the stadiums that weren't in the book? I have to think about that. Um, I'd say that one of the things that, that I particularly uh, appreciate is, is Super Bowl trophies uh, being on mm-hmm. display. And I mentioned this in the book that Indianapolis did not have the Super Bowl trophy on display, the one that they won a few years ago with Peyton Manning. And I just found out that uh, because, because I made comment of this to the uh, Indianapolis Colts media relations director, from this season they're going to be displaying the trophy within the stadium. Uh, every game, and they'll be moving it around from spot to spot every game. That's something I thought that was you know, quite interesting for me that I actually had some impact on you know, what a team is doing in terms of their uh, game day experience for fans. Um, and it's funny because each chapter, if a team won a Super Bowl, you mentioned if you saw the Super Bowl trophy, why it wasn't it displayed. That was actually a good job by you. Now, Sean, I had to laugh. I think it was like 65% into the book, the mystery was solved. Sean McDonald, author of Ultimate Football Road Trip 2014, has a wife. I, I, I know you, ha- you have to get this. How is this possible? I was married. She was the coolest chick ever. We had Yankee, mm-hmm. like two seats from Yankee Stadium in the living room. She, I'm a huge Kentucky fan. She would go to Kentucky high school basketball games with me when Kid Gilchrist played just to recruit guys mm-hmm. with me. How did you find this wife that's cool with you leaving her from us? And you, you mentioned you were newlywed. How did you find this girl? Well, it took a long time. Uh, I'll be honest. Uh, most women aren't uh, certainly aren't uh, interested in watching you disappear for four months on the road. But uh, in her case, she had a graduate program that started in September, so she had really no time whatsoever. She was so busy uh, studying that she didn't mind me being out of the house for that time. And I, of course, she's living in New York, so I was able to come back a couple of times and visit. Uh, and uh, she joined me at the very end of the trip once her courses were over uh, for the California no, bit. And that's what I was going to ask you. Did she travel to games? Is she a fan of sports? No, not at all. Uh, so, yeah, so, <laughs> so we, you know, we, we fight over the TV, of course. But uh, she, she, we travel very well together. She's a great traveler. And so you know, we, we do like uh, to, to get on vacations. And when we're on a trip, I'll, I'll try and see a game or two, and she'll go somewhere else. And that's, I think, healthy for any relationship that you have your own interests as well as you know, combined interests. Of course. Now, listen, so I'm reading your book, and I have a few like, personal questions. One, well, for you know what, first, I'm in New York City. Tell me the difference between Giant fans and Jet fans, because I love that you were at the famous Jet game, and you can talk about that when uh, a classy <laughs> fan. So what's the big yeah. difference as a New Yorker, Giant and Jet fan? So there's two things that I know. The, the Giant fans are more polished. They're, they're generally a little bit older uh, and generally a little bit, I'd say, more well-off. Uh, the first thing I noticed I went to the Jets-Patriots game uh, on Sunday afternoon when the Jets won in overtime after a dubious penalty call uh, against the Patriots on a, on a missed field goal. And uh, the next day I went to the Giants-Vikings game, that Monday night game where Josh Freeman made his uh, only appearance for the Vikings. And uh, I'd say that you know, based on that, the, the Giants fans are cooler, they're more relaxed, they've got those two Super Bowl trophies recently. Uh, and the Jets fans are a bit more crass, a bit more... Uh, obnoxious, uh, a bit drunker, uh, you know, a little bit ruder. And that was there was a game. That was the game where one fan 
uh, hit a woman, and it was that became national news because it was uh, videotaped and put on YouTube, I believe. And so the Jets fans are a bit rougher in that sense, I think. Yeah, they're truly obnoxious fans. Now, let me ask you something. Did you feel that you truly didn't enjoy the season? Because I'm a huge football fan. I want to sit home every Sunday, watch every game, Thursday night game, the Monday night game. Do you feel that you missed a lot of the action? If you go to a 1 o'clock game, game's over, you might watch some of the games in the bar, but remember, you're missing all the 1 o'clock games, and you're on the road a lot. Do you feel that you didn't truly embrace the whole season and watch as much as you do, or not really? Not quite the opposite. I think I experienced the season better than anybody else uh, last year. I saw 36 games live. I saw the Super Bowl, you know, the playoffs. I saw you know, uh, every playoff game, even the, you know, the ones live. Obviously, I saw the other ones on TV. And I find even if you're sitting at home, you're still flipping channels, flipping channels. You're not really seeing everything no matter what. You're only seeing one game at 1 o'clock, if you know what I mean, unless you have multiple TVs, which I don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I feel that I you know, uh, appreciated the season probably more than any other fan. Uh, you know, just seeing every single team uh, once. Many, you know, some teams I saw four or five times, such as the Patriots. Uh, yeah. so I, I, you know, I didn't feel any, any of that missing out, if you know what I mean. Now, I think in the book, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you mentioned you also did the same thing with MLB. You've been to every stadium. Was it in one season or just in general? No, that was in one season. Uh, I was in 2001. That's where I sort of got the idea for this a long time mm-hmm. ago. And the MLB trip was quite easy. Uh, so I've always wanted to do the NFL trip. And it took a long time for the schedule for Thursday night games to come out because without Thursday night games, you really can't. It becomes extremely difficult if the schedule isn't, isn't good. You'd be driving so much. It just wouldn't be enjoyable. Uh, and yeah, it yeah, just worked out yeah, well. Mm-hmm. Now, I think in the book you said it. You're one of the few people, is it, and let me get the number right, that you've been to every MLB, NBA, NHL, and NFL stadium. Is that correct? That's right. It's called Club 122. Sorry, it's called Club 122 because there's 122 venues in those four leagues. And we, we, we do count venues twice, such as Staples Center for the Kings, the Clippers, and the Lakers. So that would be three times in example. So. But yeah, I've been to them all. Okay, so now you just mentioned the horrible, obnoxious Jet fans. In your <laughs> journey of NFL, give me the best fans and the worst fans. Well, the best fans are definitely the Packers fans. Uh, they, they, they watch the game. They, they, they certainly have a good time, but they're there to watch the team that they're literally invested in. So, you know, it's a local ownership or, you know, a, a community-owned team rather than, you know, having a single rich person uh, forking over the money. So they are by far the best fans. Polite, they they really friendly talking to me. The worst fans, that's a tough one. I really didn't have any negative experiences with, with fans in general. I'd say the drunkest fans were the ones in Buffalo. That has the best, <laughs> that's the your best favorite team, isn't it? Yes, it is. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, they haven't done anything in, what, 20 years, so no wonder that the fans are getting hammered at 8 a.m. Uh, but, yeah, it's, I, I enjoyed every game that I went to uh, from, a, from a fan perspective. Uh, there's certainly, you know, there are some issues in Philadelphia, for example. I was in the club section, uh, and there was a fight in which three rows of people got ejected, and that was kind of surprising. But I, I never had anything happen to me at all the whole time I was there. You know, every game was just you know, problem-free. Uh, so I, had, I can't say anything about the worst fans. Now, back to the book. You travel the country, you rent a car. Are you in the same car the entire year? That, that you do, and do you feel it's a yep. lonely, a lonely journey at all, or no? Well, the, yeah, I rented a car. Uh, uh, it's a Ford Focus I ended up with, uh, so it was good on mileage at least. But I, there's certainly times when you're driving, say, eight, ten hours a day for three days in a row, that you you uh, start talking to yourself, you know, 
keep yourself <laughs> alert. Um, but most of the time, I probably spent talking to other drivers, asking them to please uh, get out of the left lane. Thank you very much. Uh, that was <laughs> my most common refrain. Uh, I, but I had a lot of friends, as you mentioned, Eddie Pelly. He met me in Cleveland. I have mm-hmm. friends in Detroit, uh, San Diego, uh, Seattle. A friend drove down from Vancouver for the finale. Friends in Denver. Uh, New York, obviously, I have a lot of friends. So it really wasn't that lonely at all. It was, it was one of those you know, things that are just every, every place I went, there was somebody to talk to. That's awesome. Now, let me ask you, any regrets with this trip? Is this something you wish you did differently or anything at all, any regret at all with this whole trip? Um, not really. I can't think of anything. Uh, I, I, uh, I wish I had perhaps bought my uh, candlestick park tickets uh, well in advance because I happened to be the final game of the mm-hmm. Candlestick Park history. Uh, and I usually don't buy tickets in advance. I wait till the game and then I show up and, and either try and get something from the box office or, or find a, a gen, you know, friendly neighborhood scalper. And obviously for that game, ticket prices were through the, through the roof. Uh, and I think if, I, if there's one thing, I wish I had bought that ticket in September instead of the, on the game, day of the game. Okay, now just random questions here. Coolest tailgate in your journeys? Well, I went to one in Oakland called the Bad Boys Barbecue. Uh, that was quite impressive. The Oakland fans get a bad rap, but these guys were, were super kind, super friendly, and, and some fantastic food. It's, it's $25 uh, for all you can eat. You get there early. Of course, the great thing on in, in the West Coast is you get there at 10 a.m. and you start watching the early games and eating you know, steak and shrimp and that stuff, and that's just a wonderful experience. Now, you mentioned, I don't know if you gave the team name. What team accommodated you with tickets, or has any team approached you about the next season giving you some tickets? Well, no. uh, we contacted almost every team's media uh, center. The Indianapolis Colts, I mentioned them, they gave us a tour of the stadium. A friend of mine was with okay. me at that particular point. And they, as I mentioned, the Super Bowl trophy was not on display. I asked them where it was, and they had it hidden in a box in a suite. And so the gentleman took us to that suite and opened the box, and the looks on the people in, in that suite, their faces, they couldn't believe that they were sitting next to the Super Bowl trophy, and they had no idea. That was one of the more interesting things that happened. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that was – that was uh, other teams, like the Dallas Cowboys, they gave me a, a credential that allowed me to stand in the club uh, on a Thanksgiving day and enjoy a nice Thanksgiving sandwich. So it was very kind of them. Uh, and a uh, number of teams did, did help out um, uh, with, with uh, credentials. Philadelphia did, uh, Buffalo did, and a few other teams helped out with tickets, such as Tampa Bay uh, and uh, I think Miami. Now, Sean, I'm beyond fascinated. You went to every stadium. That's also been my dream. I've been to a ton of stadiums in different sports. What are some of your? Give me your favorite baseball, football, I mean, baseball, basketball, and hockey venue. Hmm. Well, baseball, I'll say PNC Park in Pittsburgh. That's oh yeah, a I was at the Yankees a few years ago. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. I just, I did, it's, it's fairly inexpensive, and, and you got that, you know, the beautiful backdrop, and, and I like that location, that downtown River location, uh, and then. For hockey, that's a tough one. I really like the one in Minnesota, but I've only been there once. Uh, Columbus is kind okay. of nice, too. You know, I like the ones that are downtown, surrounded by bars. That's really what I, <laughs> I like to see in, in terms of a, a sporting venue, where before and after the game you can you know, uh, have a few drinks at reasonable prices instead of paying $10 for the stuff in the stadium. Of course. Uh, in ba- basketball, I, I, it's, a, it's an odd one, but this is one I just went to recently. I was in New Orleans where the, the Pelicans play, and I found that to be surprisingly... Uh, enjoyable. Uh, it's, oh wow, that's that's uh, really odd. Yeah, it's, it's uh, it just comes to mind because I went there so recently, uh, and the food there is fantastic. Being in New Orleans, but they really put of on a, a really interesting show. The crowd, the team is still pretty weak, 
but I can see the future there. If, if they can get a good team again, that would be a really interesting place to go visit. Now, any other journeys or adventures planned, either book-wise, have you thought about writing a book about all different baseball stadiums, or going to the Olympics, or the World Cup, anything on the horizon for you? Uh, well, I want to update the book for 2015 with the new stadiums. I'm, I'm going to do some uh, minor league trips. I'd like to go to see every minor league baseball stadium. I'm about halfway through. Uh, in terms of books, I'd, what I'd like to do is, is do a, a hockey book, uh, a basketball okay. book, and, a, and maybe a baseball book, and try and make this a series. Uh, you know, and hopefully find um, you know maybe a, a publisher that might be interested in in sort of uh, making these hard copy because right now, as I mentioned, it's only ebook format uh, on Amazon, and, and I'd like to have you know something that people can buy and keep for the rest of their lives. So that's really the the long term goal to to start a series of these sort of road, sports road trip books. That's that's what I'm hoping to do. Just a couple of minutes, because I'm telling you the truth. I really truly enjoyed this book. I wish you would put out a different one with a baseball one or anything else. Just a couple things. Did anything shock you about your trip? Anything, whether it be fans, stadium, tra anything? Did anything surprise you completely about this trip that you were completely taken off guard about? Uh, I would have to say the only thing that I think probably surprised me was the was the the alcohol. I don't want to say the alcohol worship culture that the NFL sort of mm -hmm. you know gives a nod to. There's there's it's in some places you know it's quite. Uh, over the top almost. Like the fans are purely there to get drunk. They don't watch the game. Like it always amazes me that you will spend, say, $100 on a ticket. Uh -huh. Then you will go to the game, and you know, three hours before the game, you'll start drinking. So by the time the game starts, you're already you know, hammered, and then you keep drinking, and you spend half the game either in the bathroom or lined up to spend more money on bad beer. That's what I can't figure out. Like I, I like to drink quite a bit myself, and uh, mm. <laughs> I certainly don't like paying $10 for watered-down beer, and I I find that I found that surprising. But to me, you're there to watch the game. That's you know, if you want to get drunk, stay at home and watch it on TV. That just seems more logical and, and affordable. And you know what? I'm glad you mentioned that because sometimes with people getting hammered at games, you don't want to take a family member to the game. You don't want to take a girl to the game because you don't know if there's a group of guys just getting hammered, being out of control, and obnoxious. That's actually the only negative. Like I said, diehard sports fan. I'll go to any game anywhere. That's only my one negative. I'll go anywhere with my with the guys <clears throat> or alone to games. I've been to many games alone. I'm always a little nervous about going there with a girl or going there with my little cousin or something because you don't know who's mm -hmm. going to go there just to get – people go there, like you said, Sean, with the intention. I'm going to get destroyed, hammered for tailgating. The Jets, mm -hmm. when they played 4 o'clock, they're all hammered by 1, 2 o'clock anyway. Yeah. It's, it's a horrible experience when that happens. Yeah, you have to – that's the thing. And I think a lot of that is the difference between, like, for me, because I was traveling – to every stadium, I was able to avoid some of the problems getting to and from the stadium, if you know what I mean. Like, if mm -hmm. you're living in New York, getting out to MetLife Stadium is a hassle and a half. You know, it's oh, two yeah. hours from, from Queens, you know, and uh, you're there and back, it's crowded. But because I was driving, I, uh, it made things a little bit easier. But inside the stadium, uh, you really do have to be on, on the lookout for, you know, people. And there are certain stadiums that have alcohol-free sections. There was one in Detroit, mm -hmm. for example, that I happened to sit in. Uh, and uh, you know you can mitigate the risks, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, there's that was I would say most of the time, 99.9% of the time, you're going to be fine. But that you know, 0.1% of the time, when you really have to be on your toes. Now, so I don't know if you want to give this info, but your total cost of this whole entire trip, ballpark. Can you give us a ballpark figure? If someone wants to do this trip, they want to <clears throat> take time off from work. Do it with anyone. They can do the 2014 NFL road trip after reading your book. 
ballpark figure, what are they looking at price-wise? I would say you, you're generally going to spend about $1,000 a week. Uh, okay. And so for me, it was about $17,000. Now, that's not including the playoffs, the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the, the 32 stadiums in 17 weeks. Uh, most of that was hotels. I, I, you know, I don't have a, I didn't stay with friends very often, and I was uh, uh, by myself. If you're traveling with a friend, you can cut that in half. You can probably, you know, cut that down to three thousand dollars per person uh, for hotels, mm-hmm. and maybe the total cost might only be twelve thousand or something like that. So uh, it really depends on if you're traveling, you know, what your car is, how much you're spending on gas. Uh, I try to avoid toll roads, for example, uh, you know, as much mm-hmm. as possible, uh, and. Uh, Game tickets, of course, I got some game tickets uh, given to me and some credentials, so that helped quite a bit. Uh, and eating, I would eat groceries rather than, say, stopping at fast food places all the time, try and buy groceries and snack on those. So I try to save money now, as much as possible. In the end, you're looking at $1,000 a week. Were you just completely physically drained by the end, driving the entire country all over, going to games? Were you just drained out towards the end of it? It's funny, not really, because the last month was in California for the most part, and that was when things slowed down. I actually had like one game a week, so mm-hmm. I was able to rest, and I was in the the Bay Area, and I had like four or five days where I had nothing to do, so I just sort of caught up on all my writing uh, and, and did nothing, just lay down, you know, went to a couple of bars, you know, and uh, so by the end of it, you know, when I ended up driving up to Seattle, I was, you know, pretty much refreshed uh, for that final game. Now, Sean, uh, one more thing. Well, two more things. One, I wanted him to call in, but he didn't call in yet. Eddie Pele, how does he get a shot? I finished your book. I read your book in two or three days. read all the acknowledgments in the end. I get excited. I tweet about it. How did Eddie Pele get a shout-out in your book? What did he contribute? I need, to, I need to know what that man contributed to the book. Well, he met me in Cleveland, and uh, he gave me a ticket to the Cleveland game, so that was very helpful, uh, and that's why he gets a shout-out. Any, anybody that met me at a game, uh, I generally got a shout-out, uh, you know, just to That's you know, awesome. join me. Now, I, I just want to say two great things in the book. My, well, my favorite part of the book was that, so I'm reading the book, and each chapter you provided a couple of pictures, which was great. I was nervous that, you know, halfway through the book there was going to be 10 pictures. And it wasn't pictures of you standing in front of every stadium. Be, <laughs> no, this is what I, I thought you did a phenomenal job with the book because I told you, I didn't, not that I didn't want to read it, but I'm like, I don't want this guy to be bragging. I want to be this guy. But halfway through right. the book, you're, t- you're taking the journey with you, which was, that's how you know it was a great, like a amazingly written book. But the part was great that Thank you. you mentioned Kansas City Chiefs, and you'll show a few, uh, few pictures from the stadium, from the view. I just thought you did a great job at all that. I just want to actually say that's an awesome job. And did you write, did you have a proofreader, or you just did the whole thing yourself? I had an editor in the end. Uh, I hired a, the publisher edited for me. There's certainly, you do, you do want to have some, a second set of eyes on that because, it does get repetitive, and, and you know you, you make a few mistakes here and there. And uh, but all in the end, yeah, they they helped out quite a bit. Now, listen, finishing up, just plug your book one more time and tell everybody where they can get it. Okay, so the book is called The Ultimate Football Road Trip, 2014 edition. It's available on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca if you're in Canada, Amazon around the world if you happen to be listening from overseas, and it's also <laughs> available on iTunes. And it's four dollars and ninety nine cents. Yeah. No, finish up, Sean. Finish up. Yeah, that's it. So uh, please, you know, if you're if you're interested in the NFL, it's a unique book, a unique take on being a fan in the NFL, and it's you know, the only, as far as I know, the only NFL road trip book out there. And listen, I really hope you write another book about a different sport. Obviously, I'm going to keep up with you. We follow each other on Twitter. I'm sure we're going to run each other at some games, especially. Yep. I go to a bunch of games with Eddie. And hey, last question: Do you do you keep all the ticket stubs? 
of all the games you've oh, been yes. to. Absolutely. Oh, do you really? Yep. That's that's my souvenir. I don't buy programs or you know mm-hmm. uh, mini helmets or anything like that. Well, it's, I, I do have mini helmets, but I don't. I don't yeah, the ticket stubs are the, you know, the thing that you can carry around from place to place, and that's what really I, I like. I like to have is you know those 32 ticket stubs that I have, you know, here in home are really my my souvenir of that trip that I'll never never forget. Awesome to hear, Sean. Thank you so much. Good luck with the book, and I'll talk to you soon, brother. Thank you very much, Mike. Thanks. Sean McDonald, he's living the dream. The book is great because it shows him, excuse me, he does a great job. He starts off in Seattle, and he'll tell you one of the games, I think he's down in Miami, and the next day he's like, you have to shoot up to New York, and here's the reason why. He just does a great job, like I said, with the pictures of the stadium, and he gives reviews on bars and hotels. He gives roads. I didn't want to keep on the phone for a lot longer. He tells you which roads to take to avoid tolls, to avoid saving money. He just did an overall great book, and he's been to every single stadium in all the major sports. All right, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Got a few other shows lined up for the rest of the week. Have a good night, everybody. Bye.